0: I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshein Kumasi. Today's message is the second part of our four-part sermon series on the relationships we can have with God. Today we'll focus on the father-son relationship. Welcome back to our series on our four different relationships that man can have and should have with God. Last week we talked about the fact that everyone is a creation of God. We all have a relationship. He is the creator and we are his creature. But we're not all the children of God. And we talked last week about how to become a child of God. And if you did not see that message and did not hear that message, I would encourage you to uh, contact us or go to our YouTube channel. And we'd be happy to help you uh, to know how to be God's child. But today we're going to talk about this father-child relationship that we have with God. We're not going to talk about how to become God's child, but we're going to talk about the benefits and the responsibilities of being a child of God. So we're going to talk today about the father-son or the father-daughter, the father child relationship that we have with god the bible says in galatians chapter 3 in verse 26 for ye are all the children of god by faith in christ jesus now keep in mind when it says all there paul is talking to the church of galatia he's not talking to all people the bible is not written to unbelievers the bible is written to believers. And in the book of Galatians, the letter to Galatians is specifically written to the people of that church. So, when he says we are all the children of God by faith, he's talking to those believers and he's saying we became God's children by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, today I want to talk to you about both the benefits and the responsibilities that we have as a child of God. I want to give you three benefits, and then I want to talk to you about two responsibilities. The first benefit that we have as a child of God is that of unconditional love. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 35, "Who shall separate us from the love of Christ?" Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? So the question is asked, can any of these things separate us from the love of Christ? Verse 36, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Apostle Paul says, I am persuaded. Nothing, none of these things, no one, no thing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have the love of God upon us because of our faith in Jesus Christ, and nothing can separate us from that love. If you're watching today, you have parents. Now, you may be older and your parents have already passed, or maybe... You're not older and you've lost your parents, or maybe you've never known who your parents were. But everyone watching this broadcast today, you have parents. You were born of a mom and dad. And nothing can change that. And most of you know who your parents are, or you knew your parents. And most of you have known the love of your parents. And many of you have had experiences like I have had with my parents. I grew up in a very loving home. My mom and dad loved me very much. They provided for me. They took care of me. They sent me to school. They spent time with me. And they demonstrated their love to me in many ways. And one of the ways that they demonstrated their love to me quite clearly is when I did wrong. Because even when I did wrong, they did not forsake me. Even when I did wrong, I still had a place. I still had a home. They didn't reject me when I did wrong. Now, they may have punished me. Okay, they may not have been happy with me. But I always knew that no matter what I do, no matter what I am guilty of, I have a home to go to. My mom and dad love me. I thank God for for that example that I had in my home because they were modeling to me, they were demonstrating to me the type of love that God has for his children. Now, obviously, my mom and dad don't love me as much as God does. And obviously, there are people in this world, there are moms and dads in this world who don't manifest that kind of love. But most of them do. Most moms and dads, are they love their children no matter what. And that is the type of love God has for us. It doesn't matter what we do. Nothing can separate us from the love of God if we're born again. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 and verse 8, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. To impute means to place on someone's record, to put something on someone's account. And God says that what uh, the Lord has done in Romans chapter 4 is He has put righteousness on our account when we believe on Jesus Christ. And then He promises us, He says, I will not put sin on your account. In that chapter, uh, God tells us about Abraham, and He uses Abraham as an illustration of the truth that He's teaching us. He tells us, to begin with, that Abraham was counted righteous because of his faith. And then at the end of the chapter, the Bible tells us, he, He describes Abraham, and He says to us that Abraham was a man not weak in faith. And the Bible says that he staggered not at the promises of God. That means he was strong in faith all of his life. But that's not actually the story of Abraham. We know that Abraham actually laughed at the fact that God had said that in his old age and in his wife's old age that they would have a child. You see, God had promised that they would deliver a child in their old age and his name would be Isaac. And from that that child would come a Messiah who would be Jesus Christ one day. And Abraham thought, no way that's going to happen. And Abraham had even committed the sinful act of going into his handmaid Hagar and having a child with her and he'd even gone back to God and said God you know my here's my child Ishmael can't you do something with him because he didn't believe God's promise to him but in Romans chapter 4 when God was telling us about Abraham he didn't tell us about Abraham's sin he didn't tell us about Abraham's disbelief But he described Abraham as a great man of faith. Why? Because God was trying to illustrate to us that once we put our faith in Jesus Christ, once we become a child of God, we can't lose that salvation. We are eternally secure in Jesus Christ. And he looks at us as being strong in faith even when we're weak in faith. What a blessed truth that is. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I'm in the hand of the Father, and no one can pluck me from his hand. We praise God for that. So we're talking about the benefits. Of being a child of God being uh, of God being my father number one we have unconditional love number two we're eternally secure we cannot lose our salvation and then the third uh, benefit that I want to talk to you today about as that comes along with being God's child and these are not all the benefits but just three the third benefit is we can pray the Bible says in Matthew 6, in verse 6, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. In verse 8, it says, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. In verse nine, after this matter, therefore pray ye our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We have the blessed privilege, the blessed opportunity, the benefit that as a child of God, that we can go to our heavenly father and pray. We can get our needs met. We can ask for for things. I thank God my my mom has been very sick recently. And I thank God I've been able to go to my Heavenly Father on behalf of my mother and pray and ask Him to help my mother. What a blessing it is to be able to pray. And you only have that privilege if you're a child of God. And if you are that child of God then you have this wonderful thing we call prayer. Now, those are the benefits, or some of the benefits of being a child of God. We have unconditional love. We have eternal security as a believer. And we have the privilege to go to to God in prayer. But being God's child does not come without responsibilities. And this is something we need to learn about our relationship with God. It's a father-son relationship if we're born again. And fathers have expectations. Fathers do not simply give benefits, but fathers have expectations. Fathers have a desire for their children. I have desires for my children. I have commands for my children. I I have rules for my children. And God has expectations and God has rules and responsibilities for His children. And and, and if we do not embrace and follow after the responsibilities of of God and the expectations of God, then we find out that we don't reap as much of God's benefits. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3, in verse 20, it says, Children, obey your parents in all things. For this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. So the Bible teaches us that the children have a responsibility to obey the parent. Well, we're the child and God is the father. And if God is going to give instructions in his Bible for a human child to obey a human parent, then surely that applies for us as his spiritual children to obey our spiritual and heavenly Father. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, in verse number 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth Him that begot, loveth Him also that is begotten of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we, when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. The first responsibility of a child of God is for us to obey and honor and respect our Father. He has commands for us. These verses in 1 John make that clear. He has a will for us. He wants us to keep His commandments. And if we're to properly demonstrate love towards God, then we will have to demonstrate a respect and a reverence for His commands. We cannot say, we cannot demonstrate love for God if we're not demonstrating obedience toward God. It's like trying to convince someone that you love your parents, but you don't respect them and you don't honor them. No one's going to be convinced. And I can't convince anyone that I love God if I'm not respectful and honoring and obedient towards His commands. My message becomes a very empty message unless I have the actions to back it up. And by the way, it says here in 1 John 5, verse 3, that God's commandments are not grievous. That means it is not... a grievous thing, it's not a sorrowful thing for me to obey God's commands. For me to obey God's commands, it brings joy to my life. It brings peace to my life. It brings blessing to my life, not grief and sorrow. We need not be concerned about God's goodness. You know, we say all the time, God is good. All the time, God is good. But do we actually believe that? Well, if we believe it, we would realize that His commandments are not grievous. And as His children, we would understand that we must do more than accept and, and, and enjoy the benefits of being a child, but we must accept the responsibility of obedience and honor and respect that our Heavenly Father is deserving of. I said I was going to give you two responsibilities Um, of being a child of God, I actually misworded that. I'm going to give you two responsibilities. The first responsibility is from the child to the father. I have a duty to him to obey, to give honor, to give respect. The second responsibility is from the father to the child. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So the Bible teaches us that God has a responsibility as a father to correct his Child, The Bible says that he would chasten those who are disobedient. And it says that we're not to faint when God rebukes us. The Bible teaches very clearly, as I said earlier, that there's some great benefits to being a child of God. Unconditional love. God will not separate you from his love. Number two, eternal security of the believer. You cannot lose your salvation. Number three, you have the great privilege to go to God in prayer. But these responsibilities are important. And these responsibilities for us, to Him, to obey, to give honor, to respect. And His responsibility towards us, to correct us and rebuke us just as my parents rebuked me. Now, I've done some terrible things against my parents that they have punished me for when I was a young man, teenager. But they loved me all the way through. And I'm so glad that they still love me, that have loved me all my life and demonstrated to me the love of God. They didn't stop loving me when I did wrong. And God won't stop loving me when I sin, but He will punish me. He will rebuke. He will correct. And we must understand that in this relationship we have with God, there are blessings and there are responsibilities. And we must not have an attitude that the way we live doesn't matter because the way we live does matter. I don't get up every morning and say, oh, uh, God is going to love me no matter what I do, so I think I'll just go out and commit sin. No, that's not my attitude. That's not the Bible's teaching. My attitude is God loves me unconditionally. God has given me eternal life. God gives me the privilege to pray. I think I should obey him. I think I'll go out and serve him today. I think I'll go out and do something for him today. And also, my attitude is that, you know what? Hey, God's my father. That means he's watching what I do. That means if I don't serve him, if I don't obey him, if I don't respect him, hey, I'm not going to get my prayers answered. If I live any way I want to, then God's going to punish me. God's going to correct me. I'm not going to have a happy, joyful life. I'm not going to have peace in my heart. I'm not going to have peace with others. I'm not going to have a life that's worthy of God's honor and that brings blessing to me. I want more from my Father than just unconditional love i want more from my father than just the fact that i won't go to hell i want from my father answers to prayer i want from my father the blessings that come from obedience and i don't want from my father the hand of correction and punishment so make no mistake in this ministry we do not teach that you should just go and live any way we want. What we teach is you have that option. You have that choice. Choose wisely. Because if you choose to do what you want, you don't choose to serve God, your father is going to deal with you the way a father should. And you're going to miss out on a whole lot of blessings. Thank you for watching Fundamental Hour. If you have any questions, Please contact us, and we'd like to hear from you. If this uh, sermon or our program has been a blessing to you, please reach out to us and let us know. We need that encouragement. We want that encouragement, and we like hearing from you. God bless you and thank you. We'll see you next time.